Welcome to the Hot Lava Podcast, and not just any Hot Lava Podcast presented by the Union Tribune, but the final regular season Hot Lava Podcast. Jay Posner, sports editor of the Union Tribune, is with me. Kevin Acey, the Padres beat writer. Uh, home for three games against the Arizona Diamondbacks. Um, that would be the Diamondbacks. I guess I'm in a hurry to get the season over. They're the Diamondbacks. Um, Jay, wow. It has been uh, six months. Um, to the we're day. about where we figured we would be, which is we spent, all, we spent six months talking about a losing team. Uh, but I had fun doing it. They, they provided some moments for us. They did, and, and I do think the team was my, as, as interesting, I guess, as a team could be that's lost 95 games. But There you go. Uh, I, I was thinking today, I mean, it's actually been six months to the day since we did the first one of these, I believe, the, the, oh, day, wow. the day before the season began. The season began, oh, I think wow. it was on March 29, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, it was. Um, which is six months from tomorrow. Uh, and it, it's just, it, it's, it's flown by, and yet some of the games seemed endless to me. I can only imagine how they seemed to you, um, having seen a lot more of them than I did. But I, I do think, I, I, I certainly had fun doing it. I hope the people out there, some of them could say the same thing, at least about some of them, and some were better than others. And <laughs> we, we made our best effort. And, and I do want to say off the top, before people tune out, that we will come back regularly in the off season, beginning early next week, either Monday or Tuesday, uh, with an extensive look at the off season and a lot of the stuff you'll be writing about this weekend, but we do want to get on here and and talk about it at the beginning of the week, kind of where this where this team is, where they're where they're headed, what some of the big off season uh, moves could be, decisions to make, all that sort of thing. So uh, I, we'll do that well, at the I'm beginning of the week, that, and then we'll and then we'll come back regularly and talk about what's going on, what should be going on, you know, what just happened, what do we think about it, all that sort of thing. And uh, anybody, we've heard from a couple people with ideas, and if anybody else has any feedback, you know, be sure to contact one of us either via Twitter or email uh, or telephone or any other way, carrier pigeon, I don't know, however you want to, uh, however you want to communicate, so... Well, now that you got the business out of the way, Jay, and I, wow, I really look forward to those. Those sound like some amazing podcasts. I mean, especially next week, wrapping things up and, and, and looking ahead. Um, what are we talking about today, Jay? We're definitely not talking about the Diamondback series. <laughs> no, we are what, not. The, uh, the what, Diamondbacks, what's on your mind? The Diamondbacks aren't even talking about this series after the way they've played in, uh, in September. Completely, completely cashed it in. Um, yeah, the Padres began this, the uh, the month there, and at that time, there was a tiny bit of a playoff vibe around the Diamondbacks. Tiny bit, I say, because I think there were like 22,000 people at Chase Field. <laughs> uh, but, the, but the Diamondbacks were certainly feeling like they were in it, and uh, they're not anymore. So are you saying that the, the three rookie pitchers who were lined up to pitch last weekend in playoff atmosphere conditions in L.A. and are lined up to pitch again this weekend, the conditions will be a little bit different at Petco Park this weekend? This will be just above their spring training starts. <laughs> um, so, so hey, good for them. And so that obviously, uh, like the theme of the year, is is one thing about this series. Cool. Let's let's let Joey Lucchese, Eric Lauer, um, who will start it all off, uh, and Jacob Nix go into the off season feeling like you know. Uh, they're whatever that 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 word that you like, Jay, momentum or feeling that they, uh, you know, they they got a good feeling going into the off season. I'll tell you this. Joey Lucchese in particular, and also Eric Lauer, they've got a lot to be proud of and a lot to work with 
in addition to having a lot to work on. I, I would agree with that, and I, I could see them, you know, being certainly being part of this rotation next year, and and a, with a lot of moving parts around them, and we'll we'll talk about that more next week. But I, this team is not going to just need five starters next year. I mean, there's going to be guys that are might be in the rotation on innings limits and and things like that. But you know, I'm I'm looking. Lucchese threw a hundred. He's thrown 124 innings. Lauer's thrown 105 and two thirds. So, uh, you know, not bad for, for, for rookies, but 22 starts for Lauer, 25 for Lucchese. So, you know, maybe five, it's, I guess it's not much more than about five innings, five innings per start, but for rookies, uh, probably not the worst thing to, to go through. And, and next year you'd want to see them, uh, if, if they're going to be part of the rotation in the future, you'd expect to see them ramp that up next year, uh-huh. uh, certainly past 150 innings and, and, and maybe even, you know, I, I, a, approaching 175 perhaps, but at least 150 uh, innings in that respect. Um, Jacob Nix, this will be his ninth start. Uh, he'll go past the 40-inning mark, and he's had kind of a short season anyway with his, his minor league uh, yeah. his minor league season. And and everything, but uh, I I guess you know the other thing. I mean, you you you've written uh, about Freddie Galvis a couple times and sort of where where he stands. And I, I think it's something where I I'll just tell you my my thoughts on Galvis has been that he's he's been a good shortstop this year. I I don't think you know he hasn't been the best shortstop in baseball. He's never going to be that. But for what after what we've seen here the last few years, he seems like the best shortstop in baseball <laughs> because he's so much better than you know than what was here, like Alexei Ramirez and the the type of people like that. So I, I think it's been good as far as you know. Should he come back next year? I think a lot of that depends on what the feeling is about Fernando Tatis Jr. How much are we going to see him next year? Is he going to be a guy? That's going to be up here. I, I certainly wouldn't expect him to be here for the first three weeks because they're going to play. I would think they'd play roster games with him. Um, but is he a guy that's going to be here for 140 games, or is he a guy that's going to be here for I don't know 70 or 80 games? And to me, that that makes a big difference on Galvis and whether he's back. Because to me, his his value is at shortstop. The, his offense is below par, so at shortstop he becomes a decent enough player. But you start moving him to other positions that aren't as important defensively, and I'm not sure if the value holds up. I also don't think you agree with me, so go ahead. No, I, I, I do agree with you in terms of his value is at, at shortstop because then it, he's dragging you down even further because subpar is, is what he is. That's, that's what he is offensively. Um, I do think that maybe there's more value in – you know, maybe some roster construction, especially if they're going to have a, a swollen pitching staff because of, you know, things they're going to try to do, uh, to, to get through games and give themselves a better chance to win. So they're not always behind, uh, in the second, third and fourth inning. Um, and so Freddie Galvis can move around the infield. Uh, you know, uh, anything I say about, you know, projecting, can he possibly, you know, have a 310, 320 on base percentage? Probably not. Um, I, I, his his what he does off the the field what that could provide to Urias and to um, Fernando Tatis um, I think that's big but I you know what I think we both know is a lot of it's going to depend on the market and are other teams 
viewing Freddie Galvez as their starting shortstop. And if other teams are, and they're going to pay him thusly, then no, you know what? Um, as the beat writer who doesn't give opinions, I would say that I understand that the Padres would then politely decline, uh, somewhat regretfully decline, and, and say thank you for your service, Freddie. Right, I, I think that's fair in terms of how much is this going to, co- how much would it cost basically, yeah. to bring him back, and could you find someone else to do most of what he does for you know one seventh the price kind of thing. Uh, you know, one quarter the price. I I don't know. So I think that that is one uh, that is one interesting decision going forward is to to see. And we don't know what the market's going to be. And I I don't know what the market for you know for shortstops is going to be. And for a twenty nine year old shortstop, I know he said he wants a multi year deal. In this day and age in baseball, is he going to get a multi year deal? That you know, it only the old saying it only takes one team to huh? to want to do that. And if somebody offers him. You know, three years and twenty—I don't know what twenty, twenty-five million dollars over three years. Then I think you're right. The Padre, you certainly would understand the Padre saying that's that's out of our ballpark. We don't we we don't see it's that. Just as, not, it's just not financially prudent, considering that we don't have to do it. Right, basically the right. situation. I mean, so, if you're if you're uh, be- believing in Fernando Tatis, which I, I assume the Padres better, better be at this point, <laughs> um, then you know the idea of spending. That kind of money for a, sort of a temporary shortstop may not be the best thing. At the same time, you do want to make sure there's an alternative. If if Tatis is not here at the start of the season, you know you you don't want to go back to having the Alexi Ramirez days. Uh, I don't know why he keeps sticking in my head as opposed to anybody else, but uh, it, you you really don't want to go back to to just having a shortstop that can't can't do the job, and and all of a sudden you you know you lose a couple games because of that. Um, so it's, it, you know, it's one of those things where it's easy to sit on the side like we do and, and say they should do this or they should do that. And, and I'm sure we will, but, um, you know, it's one of those things, it's just difficult to tell at this point. Um, you know, I, I do think the, the Padres defense to me, I, I didn't look at all the numbers. I, if I looked at a couple charts and it looked like they were kind of around, you probably looked at this more than I did around average this year, maybe slightly below average, um, in terms of in terms of their defense, um, do you have any numbers? It depends on the you know what the overall season. They have lost track here mm-hmm. in the last uh, say month or so. There was a point where they were above, and and uh, there was a point where their their outfield was was well above. Um, I actually think it was a. Um, I actually think that when I and I'm thinking now late July, Jay that. They, they were actually above average uh, defensively. Right. Uh, if that has changed, which you're sort of leading me, you're, you're making me worry now, um, when I actually can think of a lot of players who've gotten better defensively, um, I, I, defense not their problem. And that's one thing that worries me if I'm the Padres. And I say, okay, we, I know i got a shaky, at least starting pitching situation, right? What happens if I if I don't have reliable defense? It's worse than you can even possibly imagine. Oh wait, no, you don't have to because you can just go back to 2016 and 2017. So I just don't think it's so easy to just dismiss. Hey, Freddie Galvis is worthless. That, that, right? That no, I don't. Be... I don't. I don't think anyone would would say that. But I mean, the you know the oh, bigger oh, no. issues are the same as always. I, I look at at the numbers here, and I, I have the stats up for you know where the Padres rank among the 15 national league teams and they're they're 13th in 
in, mm. in runs scored. They're 12th in home runs. They're, thir- oh, awesome. they're 13th in walks. They're 15th in strikeouts. They're 13th in batting average. They're 13th in slugging. They're 15th in on base, which is where they are every single year. Uh, they're 13th in OPS. They're 13th in total bases. I mean, it's just every almost every category, they're 13 or 15. And, and that's yep. where, at some point, you need to see improvement. And, and I think yes. that, to me, that starts not necessarily with guys like Tatis and Urias, but it starts with Eric, it starts with Eric Hosmer. Oh yeah. Who has to be better than he we kept. We've said for four, I said all the way from like whenever his slump started, I don't know, May or something. It's like Eric Hosmer can't possibly be this player that we're seeing right now. And yet somehow over 154 games that he's played, he has been this player. And that's one of those things where, you know, you can't, you can't write off Eric Cosmer after one year and say, it's, it's been a total disaster. And I know what he brings off the field, but Eric Cosmer has to be better next year. Uh, Will Myers, if he's here and, and to me, he'll be here because I don't think he's very tradable unless it's part of a whole big deal. But Will Myers has to be better, and Myers was better when he was healthy. Um, and they, those guys are the guys that are making the most money on the team, and they need to produce offensively. Uh, and that's and where your improvement's going to. That's where your improvement's going to start in terms of those thirteen and fifteen numbers. Right. I mean, you would say if you were assessing this team, starting pitching, then Myers Hosmer or Hosmer Myers. That you say, where can the Padres get better, or how do they? have to get better right um of all the issues you're you're, you're going to just list them it's going to go one starting pitching two uh hosmer myers and gosh I, you could even flip-flop those and i would say yeah because you can overcome starting pitching by being creative you, you absolutely have to have eric hosmer be better and will myers be healthy and at least as good if not a tick better um than than he has been when he is healthy so, yeah, but now we're kind of varying into what we wanted to talk about uh, last week. I thought we were keeping this micro, Jay, where we yeah. were going to talk little issues like Freddie Galvey. No, and, and, and we did. What, 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 other, what other little issues do you... Uh... I have no other little issues. I've wrapped <laughs> them all up. You, you must we have, have... We have. I will say it's a good thing the season's coming to an end. Though maybe if it weren't, um, you know, maybe I just have senioritis. Um, maybe if, uh, if, if it weren't, I'd find other little things, but I am definitely ready and, uh, and wrapped up right now in this season review mode because, well, <laughs> that, that's all that's left. Well, I, and I do think that, I mean, I think this week, and I, I hope this was helpful to the, to the readers. I mean, the, the stories coming out of San Francisco this week on, you know, Matt Strom and, and Manuel Margot and, and Miguel Diaz. I mean, those are, and, and there's been several stories like that throughout the last few weeks. Yeah, that's where I've turned months. my focus. Right, is that, you know, look, here's individual people. What, what, what does each individual person mean? You know, Matt Strom wants to gain some weight and hopes to be in the rotation. You know, Margot needs, he knows he needs to be better, uh, you know, than he was than he was this year. He was, you know, he was a big disappointment this year. I don't think anybody would, uh, you know. Would, Andy Green did would, not. Right. No, would, no one has. Would deny no that. No one has denied that. You know, Miguel, uh, yeah, Miguel, it, D- right. I mean, Miguel Diaz, you know, a guy that was up here last year and, and obviously was, you know, looked relatively lost as you would expect a, a rule five guy, uh, you know, has 30 strikeouts in 17 and two thirds innings. He's obviously got the stuff to pitch in the big leagues uh, and you know, he, can he be refined? He's 23 years old. So I, I don't think he can be, he can be written off, uh, at uh-huh. all. So I, I think there's some, it's, it's, it's funny cause he's like, Oh boy, it's all, 
you know, it's a last place team and they lost 95 games and what is there to write about? And, and I think there's lots to write about and, and certainly you've written lots uh, over, the, over the past seven or eight months about, about all of this. Um, and there you know. is, and, and, and the, I'm so fascinated. It's like, I, I, I want spring training to come. And then I actually, you know, I, it has been fascinating. Now I'm stepping back at the end of the year and, and seeing it all and saying, and this is what we'll talk about a little bit next week is how far is there really to go? Because like, how much longer can we talk about prospects? How much right. longer can we project what the Miguel Diaz's and the Manuel Margos can be? Um, and I mean, I'm, I'm not saying I'm out of patience or that anyone should be, but it's like, okay, so this year's in the books. What did we learn from it and how far do they have to go? I mean, we know they have a long ways to go, but we've seen teams do that really quickly and, and, you know, I'm I'm very very excited for the offseason. Right. No, I am I am too and I I think um um I I think that we'll come back on like I said either Monday or Tuesday and you know figure out schedules and that sort of thing and and come back on those days and talk about you know kind of go down almost position by position uh, even little player by player type of thing of who you know what? What is the future of Franmil Reyes? What's the future of Hunter Renfro? What's the f- future of a guy like Christian Villanueva, who we haven't seen, uh, you know, for a couple months? And 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 Will Myers and Hosmer and Franchi Cordero and all these other guys that have been in and out of our consciousness uh, uh-huh. over, over the past six months. But um, uh, so then it'll be either like three podcasts next week or a six-hour podcast. Well, yeah, we'll have to decide how we want to how we want to do that, and if if if. Maybe we'll break it up where we'll do the pitching one day and the hitting another day, or uh, something like that, to uh, to give people a, a little bit of a, a break from not wanting to hear us for like an hour straight. I don't think anybody uh, anybody not even our wives. to do that. Certainly not our wives. No. They, they would be at the top right. of that list, I'm sure. You coming out this weekend, Jay? I will be there tonight, Kevin. How about you? Okay, I am. Yes. I, I wouldn't miss it for the world. I will. I will see you tonight, and then we will we will talk with everybody again at the beginning of next week. Right on. Then that, that's the big one. Oh my gosh, we're going to start preparing right now for that. I'm, I'm going to have copious notes, Jay. I'll see you. Okay. Thanks, Kevin.